Welcome to the Nature Photo Guys podcast, where we talk about nature photography from gear to our philosophies and everything in between. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax. You're listening to Joe Dujardin and Chris Gibbs, the Nature Photo Guys. All right, Chris, how's it going? Good. How you doing, Joe? Not too bad. Uh, kind of excited about this episode. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, one of my favorite ways to shoot. Uh, one of my favorite kind of um, uh, settings to use. Sure. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, yeah. you had a few things to bring up. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, you, you and I started talking about this podcast stuff about four months ago. And uh, since then, we've had like hundreds of listeners to our podcast our YouTube channel is growing and we're getting comments. So, so, you know, it's great. So we're adding uh, some interactivity with people. So it's been good. Oh, awesome. Good. Yeah. So we've had some questions. Um, well, first of all, Mr. Nick has, his shoot has uh, sent us a shout out again. And oh, has as, he? Yeah. As we know, he, he's, he was a pilot, right? Commercial pilot. Yeah. So he's got this great analogy um, regarding our switching from to from auto to aperture priority mode in yeah. episode four. And his uh, comment was like, you know, it's just like flying. Don't let the software fly the, the airplane. Get rid of most of the magic was his analogy. Awesome. So, That's yeah. so cool. So that was pretty good. And uh, Raphael uh, gave us a bit of a shout out here. He, we started talking last episode that about uh, the Topaz software and how it, you know, could change what we do, right? With yeah, AI we kind of got off stuff. topic a little bit and got into the whole high ISO and everything. And uh, yeah, we did. Good. So okay, cool. Yeah, so but uh, he he was intrigued about that, and he just wanted to let us know that you know he um, he's used a D five hundred, a Nikon D five hundred, and um, he's managed to bring images back to life with IS from ISO six thousand. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and what he does is he says that um, he uses uh, Lightroom and mm -hmm. he sharpens everything there, and then he finishes his images with the Denoise software. So I okay. guess uh, that's another uh, software that Topaz has, and he believes there's a bit of sharpening in there, and he says every time he finishes his image, it just blows him away once he drops that on there. So, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. so it's another thing to for people to experiment. I mean, I haven't tried the Denoise yet myself. Okay. Um, I did uh, download a bit of a, an update on uh, the AI Sharpen and played around a little bit. Um, oh, what'd you think? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. i got to play around a little more. Of, you know, there's a 30-day trial or something like that, yeah, so I'm just for sure. playing with that. Sure. But, uh, you I found that um, on a on, on a close-up image, I think it would do great wonders. Um, okay. On a wide-angle image where I had, for example, a heron and a pelican, it sharpened those nicely, but it also took like a patch of the water and sharpened that as well. So, oh, really? Uh, okay. But they do have the ability to, to do some masking, so I think that would, uh, a little fine-tuning, and I think it would just probably be... Probably the way yeah, you have to go, so, yeah, So still sure. some playing around there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something there, and if people want to, uh, if have any comments, and if they've tried it out, let us know how it goes or whatever, and, and what they think of it too. But, uh, yeah, something to experiment with one day for sure. Awesome. Well, I'm glad Raphael uh, made the mention then. Something yeah, else oh, to try out. I think so. Yeah, for sure. You got to love those 30 day free trials too. So, oh yeah. Yeah. You sure I mean, do. It gives you a good idea of what it can do. And I know sometimes it limits certain features, but it sure gives you just a, uh, yeah, like I said, just a, a general idea uh, of the power of the software. And then, uh, and a lot of times too, exactly. you can find discount codes and stuff too. Um, yes. Yeah, for sure. To, and a lot of times like Black Fridays, there's sales, that kind That's of stuff, right? right? So, so it's yeah, really just, exactly. just, you know, it's wait at sometimes, look for codes, you might be able to get a mm -hmm. deal. Uh, even ask them, ask them, 
they may not publish it, but they may have a code sitting there. I've yeah, had that for happen sure. too, right? So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Cool. So right on. So yeah, so uh, we're gonna talk about the last setting that we use on the camera, manual mode. Manual mode, but there's a, a kicker to it. It's, okay. it's manual mode with auto ISO. Okay. And I've been shooting that way for years. Now I know I mentioned I've uh, been using uh, Aperture Priority, mm-hmm. and I still do. But for the majority of the time now, I'm using uh, manual with okay. auto ISO. Okay. And the reason for the reason for it is is this: um, with certain lenses, I know what my minimum shutter speed needs to be to handhold to get a sharp image. Okay. Fair enough. So let's say it's one five hundredth of a second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I set in manual mode my shutter speed to one five hundredth of a second. I set my aperture wide open in most cases when I'm shooting wildlife, let's say F4. Okay. okay? And in auto ISO, okay, it's going to pick the best ISO for the exposure, right? Mm, Yep. Okay. So this way here, um, instead of allowing, uh, instead of picking my ISO uh, and my aperture and letting the camera dictate um, the shutter speed and me having to pay attention to the shutter speed and having to adjust my ISO accordingly to get a fast enough shutter speed. Right. I know I'm set to the minimum shutter speed I need. Right. Okay. To handhold and to to freeze the action in most cases. Right. Mm -hmm. So I let the, the camera dictate the ISO. Now, no matter what setting you use, there's always going to be one part of the exposure triangle you have to pay attention to no matter what. Right. Okay. And in this case here, you have to pay attention to how high the ISO goes. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. As the light's going, getting darker, right. That's right. That ISO next thing, you know, it could shoot out to 10,000, right. You know what I mean? Without you knowing. Okay. So there's still something you have to pay attention to. Okay. And in this case here, if you watch the ISO go up, it's, it's, creeping up too high, then you can just adjust your shutter speed, right? Just slow it down a little bit to allow more light, right? And that's it. Okay. Okay. So um, I've found that I've actually gotten images that I never would have gotten if I didn't shoot this way. Okay. And, and here's one example. It was like six 30 in the morning. I was out, uh, you know, there's just enough light to see. I was on a trail. There was mm-hmm. a fox, cross fox coming down with a long tail mouse in its mouth. Okay. Running towards me. And I already had my, my, my camera set, one five hundredth of a second at F4. Yeah. Didn't even pay attention to the ISO. But as it was coming to me, I was just firing shots off, right? Okay. Yeah. Not paying attention to the ISO. Okay. You're right. But in, in order for me to get that shot, to get a sharp image, I actually got the, the shot of the fox with all four feet off the ground. You know oh, what I mean? Kidding. As it was yeah. running, it's in sharp focus, but my ISO was 10,000. Okay. Okay. Now this was shot on a full frame. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But it was. So you got some leeway 10, there. Yeah. So it was shot at 10,000 ISO. Now I can tell you right now, um, there's no way I would have known in aperture priority to jump up to 10,000 ISO to oh, get no. one 500 of a second. There, no. there's, there's no way. My brain doesn't think that way. No. Okay. You would have been playing around with the dials and the fox is gone, right? That's gone. I wouldn't have even got a shot. No. You know what I mean? That's so, right. or my shutter speed would have been so slow that every image was out of focus, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Blur, right? Yeah. So with the software and, you know, a bit of manipulation and post-processing, that image actually turned out quite well. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it's a printable image. 
Um, wow. It's great for, you know, social media online, you know, whatever, Facebook, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it actually turned out not too bad at 10,000 ISO. Like wow. I was, I was really impressed on a full frame. Okay. And that's so, the kicker there, printing, right? So you can mm -hmm. still be able to print that. It's not just the social media thing, like you said, right? You can still print it and get the quality. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So um, the biggest point I want to make here is that I got the shot. Mm -hmm. A little on the grainy side, but sharp. But you'll take it. But I'll take it every day of the week. Okay. Yeah. Now with with what Raphael said and the the noise and and yeah. you know topaz and everything else, man, who knows how much nicer I'm going to be able to clean up the image. Sure. Yeah. Right? You'll be downloading that 30 day trial, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, it, it's it's just one of those things. Now, I know the capability of that camera. Yes. And I know I could push that ISO six thousand, eight thousand, whatever it is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Some of my other cameras, you know, I'm kind of stuck at maybe 3,200, you know, yes, maybe pushing it to 64, right? You know, yeah. but then again, like I, we said in previous episodes, um, you have to be aware and you have to be happy with whatever ISO setting you use. So you got to test your camera. You may be happy with nothing over 1,600, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Depends so now, on the camera. And, and in this case, you didn't even know it was going to shoot ISO 10,000. And... No, I was excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't even look, pay attention to the ISO. I was just shooting. This yeah. thing ran right to me, right <laughs> past me. Just like, okay, I'm bringing dinner home for the kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's like, like I wasn't even there, you know? That's funny. And um, so it was one of those crazy things where um, – if I would have been paying attention, I, I might have dropped the ISO a little bit and maybe cut my shutter speed in half to one two fiftieth. Right. That still might have been enough to, to get a sharp image, right? But um, I know myself, hand holding, you know that kind of stuff. One five hundred, you know. In that case, they're using that lens, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, which is a big heavy telephoto, right? So. Yes, exactly. Um, but the, but the difference is, I mean, we talked about in previous episodes, like you said, as the lights dwindling. We're constantly jumping up that ISO, that dial. In this case, you don't you don't have to. It's doing it for you in a way, right? That's right. And the only thing you got to do is pay attention to how high it goes yeah. and just adjust your shutter speed. Yeah. And again, guys, we're talking about nature photography. And we're talking about the wildlife aspect of nature photography. You know, we, we could talk about manual mode for hours uh, in all kinds of situations, you know, like in portrait studio situation, like, yep. you know, balancing lights, uh, flash, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we just want to explain how we use manual mode for nature photography. Yes. And, and I think based on what you're saying, there's a better chance you're going to you're going to catch that wildlife. Right. You know you know, with the ISO moving on its own, you're going to catch that. You're not going to have to play with the dials nine times out of 10. You're going to make sure you're going to, you're going to catch that wildlife crossing your path. Well, and that's it. And you know, like, um, especially when the light's consistent, like, you know, yeah. it may not be near the end of the day. It may be a couple hours after sunrise and the light's still beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, you're going to have a consistent ISO anyways. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're taking a good look and it's all, oh, it's only at 800. Well, you know, yeah, you're set, just keep shooting, right? Yeah, and if exactly. the, the sun goes behind a cloud, it may jump up to 1600, right. but you're still okay. Yep. So you're not really paying attention too much. You have that solid shutter speed that you want, whether yes. it's 250th of a second or one 1,000th of a second, whatever it is that you're shooting. Um, and again, that's all dependent on whether the wildlife's running, you know what I mean? Whether it's a, like an elk calf jumping around, playing with his mom, you know, sure. or it's just a big moose out in the meadow. 
uh, grazing, you know, yeah. uh, in that case there, you could drop it down to probably one sixtieth of a second and still get a sharp image. Right. You know? Yeah. But I think like you, what you said there, I mean, if it's running, if it's still, if it's whatever, you can just adjust the shutter speed a little bit mm-hmm. and the ISO is still going to be able to, yeah. to rectify itself. Right. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, there's not much more to say about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how short this episode's going to be, right. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, it's one, it's the biggest reason why I, I shoot it uh, that way yes. is because of the, you know, the adjustment, the auto adjustment of the ISO. So yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, even in landscapes, you know, there's opportune times to use it or not use it depends on what you're doing. I even find like shooting in manual, if I'm taking a photo of the moon or something, right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the camera, if you're, sh- if you're shooting directly at the moon, it's so bright. The camera sometimes doesn't know, but j- being able to make those adjustments in manual mode corrects that. Right. So that's right. But you're not in auto ISO then, right. You're, you're no. looking, you're, you're looking. And, um, in this case, you're, you're just adjusting uh whatever it is aperture or shutter yes because i've had to turn it off in this in that case for sure that's right yeah Yeah. exactly so um so like i said you can use manual in all kinds of ways but um in this case here i think for wildlife photography uh and this isn't anything new guys i mean this has been around for a long long time it's just i've probably been using it maybe for i'm guessing maybe three or four years now you know and throwing aperture priority in there when um you know, uh, using, trying out different camera systems or, you know, um, using a camera system that I know I don't want to go any higher Yes. and say 1600. Well then yeah. I'll use aperture priority and just cap it now. Oh, here, here's another point I wanted to bring up to you. Um, some of the cameras you can set like a min and a max for ISO. Yes, that's true. Yep. That's right. So yeah, I've got if you're in manual mode, um, setting your shutter speed and your aperture, and let's say you capped your ISO to 3200. Well, if you reach your 3200 and you need 6400, all of a sudden your images are going to be underexposed. True. Right? So That's you you got to watch that too. Okay. Yeah. So um, now I don't know if the camera would start, like some of the settings would start flashing. Like I know in some cameras it'll start blinking saying, like, okay, there's something wrong. Right. You either have to, uh, you know, uh, slow down the shutter speed because you need the mo- more light because you're maxed at 3,200, you know, yes, or, or yeah. something like that. But just be aware that you can also cap it. So, you know, you know that I never want to go over 3,200. I'm just not happy with the images at 6,400 and above. They're just way too grainy. Yeah. Uh, so there's that option also. Well, and, and, and I like that scenario, but I don't like that scenario as well in a way, because, you know, that's one thing I don't like being is capped because there's always yeah. that one scenario that you mm-hmm. don't want it that way. You need to to make a change. And now you're fumbling through the, you know, some of the new cameras, it's all through internal touchscreen, right? So it depends on the camera you're using. So yeah, you got to um, go three levels deep. To yeah, change and then the animal's gone, right? So it's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the capping scenario, being able to be able to make those quick adjustments on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and not capping yourself is, is mm-hmm. I prefer that, but I mean, everybody's different for sure. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so, so, so there it is. I mean, we got aperture priority, shutter priority and manual mode. Yep. You know, three main and modes really, right? The, the three main yeah, shooting options, I guess, are uh, yep. set camera settings and yep. you know, not one is better than the other. It's just what you're used to. Okay. Yes. And I would suggest you pick one. And get really good at it before you jump to this one and that one and everything. You know, you know what I mean? Like, Agreed. Get, so, like, I shot an aperture priority for, well, since the beginning, 
you know, of digital. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I got very good at it using exposure compensation. This, that, like I just knew it like the back of my hand, right? right. I knew yeah. when I'd have to use exposure comp and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, exposure comp station, some we'll talk about maybe in the next episode. In sure. case yeah. anybody's wondering what coming soon. I'm talking about. <laughs> coming soon <laughs> to a podcast near you. And, <laughs> um, so, um, so just, and then whether it's, you know, or maybe you're happy with shutter priority and yeah. the fact that you're controlling action, you know, but, um, you know, if you've been shooting aperture priority for a long time, maybe manual mode is, uh, with auto ISO something you may want to try, give it a sure. shot. Yeah, for sure. But, but you know, uh, you know, the benefits of what we were talking about with manual with auto ISO, if you, if you know, you want it at F 2.8 or F four, and you know what your shutter speed is, mm-hmm. it's kind of a great benefit to using this function for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. With auto ISO. But, and, and the thing here, here's another little tip you got to remember. Uh, cause uh, you know, the majority of the wildlife I shoot is wide open. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember when your aperture is set at F four, you yep. can't open it up anymore to allow more light. No. Right. No. So your Can't shutter speed is your shutter speed is the only thing you can adjust. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So now if you're at f8, you know, and at one five one of a second, and you needed a little more light, okay. Right. Now you can dial down to maybe five six f4 to yes. whatever your camera's capable of. That's okay? right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, the reason uh, I was talking about adjusting the shutter all the time is because I'm usually maxed out on the aperture. I'm usually shooting at the widest option. Yes. In this case, okay. majority. Yeah. You and I both do the same thing in that scenario. That's right. That's, you know, shooting wide yeah. open. Yeah. So in that case there, the shutter speed is the only thing you can adjust in auto ISO. Right. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, everybody. I just, I just wanted to clarify that because some people might say, well, why not open up the aperture more to allow more light? Well, right. usually you can't. You can't. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. just a little reminder of that. So yeah, exactly. Yep. So anything else you want to add to that? Um, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, how long this episode is going to be. Where are we at, Chris? It's like 17 minutes, maybe. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe a short one for everybody this week, but uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like, like you said, I mean, I think everybody's going to pick and choose what they like to use, what they're used to. I mean, mm-hmm. try them all out. I mean, we've talked about that multiple times. I think people probably are going to be more comfortable on the aperture priority scenario. When you, like you said, they mm-hmm. may find the benefits to shutter priority mode that, mm-hmm. that we don't as well. And depending on what they're doing, but you know, when you're comfortable, Try the manual scenario that that we're talking about here, because I think that you will find some huge benefits that, you know, w- with uh, this scenario for sure. It, it, it boils down to getting images that you probably never would have got. Yes. Gotten. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's the key. Make sure if you can get the capture, get the capture. Don't be fiddling around with your buttons. And like I've an, gotten images right? I, I know I never would have gotten without auto ISO. Yes. And like I said, a little on the grainy side. But hey, if you're printing, print it on canvas, canvas, you know, feathers and fur. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> exactly. you, can usually, you can usually sharpen it up enough and and you know, and with all the new software out there, I mean, I would say don't even worry about it. You yes. know, yeah. just make sure you're not any higher or pay attention to the point where you're not any higher than what you're comfortable with with ISO. Exactly. And and like we said last episode, test your camera. Make sure that you know right. where that you, limit is, right? That's right. Shoot at all, all the ISOs, um, you know, download them on the computer, yeah. uh, look at them a hundred percent, right. hundred yes. percent view and, yeah. and just see what you're happy with. Right. You know, and, yep. and if mm-hmm. you want to go to the extreme, just, uh, go and get them printed. Yeah. And then prove it like, you know, you, you know, know? If you just, 
physically get it printed, look at them yourselves because because we I should also note here that depending on the size and the quality of your monitor, like mm-hmm. for example, I I work on a 42 inch monitor, right? So when I'm looking size at of my that, TV, yeah, I know. Well, in my bedroom, holy jeez, hey, <laughs> I do video editing, so I got panels all over the place too, right? Yeah. But when I'm editing a photo, I actually can't put it that big. I got to put it smaller because the bigger you get, as you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. It looks like there's way more noise than there actually is. Right. So, and that's why I say a hundred percent. The minute you get into two or 300% for whatever reason you're looking, it starts to fall apart. It does. And you just can't do that. Right. And and you're not going to notice that when you print it, right? When you print it, you're not going to see the details that you're seeing on your screen that big. That, so, that's right yeah yeah like you're saying like 200 300 percent 400 yeah oh for sure when you're viewing yeah. on screen yeah. yeah so i mean that's that's another good tip just print out a bunch of eight by tens they're cheap you know yeah. and um and just go from you know i don't know if you'd have to go from like 100 200 400 but you know maybe go 400 to 800 16 32 64 yeah. You know, and just see if you're happy with that range first, you know, yeah, if you're printing you a 100 and then you should switch cameras like, because, you, you, uh, <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? Those lower yeah. ones, you know, they're going to be, you know, fine. it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe shoot one at 10,000 just for kids. Yeah, right? just, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Just to see, right. But it depends on the camera you're using. Right. So yeah, the, that's the, right. The that's full right. frame so, capabilities, you know, ISO yeah. 10,000. So. Exactly. And it's not just full frame anymore. Micro four thirds, you know, all yep. these cameras are just incredibly sharp and, um, like I said before in previous episodes, the, the, you know, with the proper software, I yeah. mean, with the micro four thirds, like bringing it back with now with the denoise and the AI uh, sharpen and all this kind of stuff. Like oh, it's like you're shooting full frame, right? Yeah. So like, like Raphael said, it's a game changer, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. You betcha. Yeah. I just, I haven't really gotten up to speed on all this software. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a yeah. Lightroom Photoshop guy. Yeah. yeah and I've I, always been so. Yeah, I, me too. I have Lightroom, Photoshop, but you know, over the last couple of years, I've also been using uh, On One. Is uh, you oh, know, yeah. uh, changing the game a little bit from what they used to be with their own software. So they're improving mm-hmm. a lot. Lots mm-hmm. of uh, they're pulling in what I find is um, uh, different items from a whole bunch of pieces of software and creating their own you know, great piece of software. So you you can explore, but there's lots of things out there that could Mm -hmm. be game changers. And you know, we, we brought up Topaz. It's not just Mm -hmm. Topaz. There's other scenarios too, but um, this is what, you know, you and I have seen, right? So, yeah, I mean, I get stuff in my inbox every week for for different types (laughs) of software and everything and what to try. And it's just a matter of finding time to sit down, grab a bunch of images, compare them with the trials and, and, you know, try and do this all within 30 days. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just sometimes you download the trial and go, Wait a second. There's two days left on the 30 That's day right. trial. I know. Where did the time I know. go? It's happened so many times with all kinds yeah. of stuff for me, but, um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, cool. I, I think, I think that's it. I, I don't know, Chris, is there anything nope. else you want to add or? No, I agree. I think that sums up the, uh, you know, the three modes that we wanted to talk about and, and mm-hmm. the, you know, there's pros and cons with all those. And again, try them out and see what one works for you. And drop us a line. I mean, let us know if it's something new you've tried and uh, you've had some success or you haven't had any success or if you have any questions about it, you know, yeah. drop us a comment, send us an email, you know, we'd be happy to answer that and we could uh, even bring it up in the next episode. So for sure. Sounds good to me. That's great. Cool. Um, I'd like to uh, end things with, uh, oh, my workshop. Um, we still have a couple of spots left. Um, it's a shoot till you drop uh, with myself and Monica Deviat. And it's in Waterton Lakes National Park, uh, September 17th to the 20th. Um, you can find my workshop information um, at joedejarn.ca under workshops. Um, or you can find it in the link on my Instagram, uh, joedejarn.ca. Okay. 
but colors are starting to change already down there, you know. Elk have lost their velvet, you know. So I'm guessing this the timing may be just right for the elk rut, fall colors, some nice, you know, clouds depending, uh, some nice, um, you know, uh, nighttime stuff too. So. And it's Waterton. Yeah, There's always beautiful yeah, shots to capture in Waterton. Oh, I know. And we're going to throw in the portrait session too. I mean, if weather cooperates, it's going to be all environmental portraiture and stuff. So, um, which is going to be a lot of fun too. So if you guys have any questions, send me an email direct, um, joe at joedesjardin.ca. And I'd be happy to answer those questions. Well, perfect, Joe. That's coming up quick, eh? Yeah, you bet. And I'm, I'm super excited. Um, we got a good group going. Nice. Uh, I got a couple of uh, repeat customers that uh, just love it down there. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Awesome. Good. Well, good luck with that. That's going to be great. Thanks, Chris. Um, next episode, I think we should probably cover exposure comp compensation, um, yep. mainly because it ties in with those, those camera settings, right? You sure. know? Yep. Might so, just finish and, everything off there. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's an important skill to learn, um, especially with, um, uh, the uh, cameras that aren't mirrorless, right? Right. Okay. Because yeah. with the mirror, mirrorless cameras, uh, you, you uh, what you see is what you get, right? That's the sure. beauty of of the mirrorless, of mirrorless right? cameras. Yeah, you know? exactly. So for as far as exposure goes, so I think we'll talk about exposure comp next episode. Sounds good. Okay, Chris. Uh, Till next time, uh, we'll uh, we'll let everybody go, and uh, we'll see you then. Sounds good, Joe. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Nature Photo Guys podcast. If you have any questions, contact us at info at thenaturephotoguys.ca or message us on Facebook and Instagram at the Nature Photo Guys podcast. Make sure you listen to all our new episodes on www.thenaturephotoguys.ca or visit your major podcast providers, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll catch you next time on the Nature Photo Guys podcast.